Good day, brothers and sisters. I pray you're doing well today. God is great each and every day, each and every way. And it's only evil, heart-minded, and sold men and women that do the bad things that are going on in our world today. The enemy, the great deceiver, could do nothing if people didn't go along with it. Now, the whole world has told us that we're crazy, that we're depressed. It actually pushes fear onto us constantly in order to keep us in a neutral state of existence, allowing them, them being the global criminal psychopath Luciferian cabal, to continue this what they've done to us. Well, I want to offer this insight on what mental illness looks like from a biblical standpoint when you talk to God about your problems instead of one of these PhDs that have studied people's minds and try to trap you into one solution. That's what the world tries to do. That's not what God does. Go back in Archives of Truth at Neo420.com. That's Neo420.com and share that with all your family, friends, co-workers, loved ones, anybody that you care about, you need to share this information because we provide real news plus real information for we the people. This is Neo420 Talks, the podcast, speaking truth against the lies. We cannot walk through Daniel chapter 4 and avoid the topic of mental illness. We cannot look at a picture of a man who, had he walked into a hospital today, would have immediately been diagnosed with schizophrenia and medicated until he was drooling and left there without any hope. We cannot read this text that ends far differently than that, that starts for reasons other than those that would be supposed according to our contemporary psychological and psychiatric models without asking the question, what does this mean for those of us who are born again, blood-washed followers of the Lord Jesus Christ and yet live in this real world where people have real problems and real difficulties. Do we just act like Daniel chapter 4 is not here? I mean, you can. You can act like Daniel chapter 4 is not here and we cannot deal with the question of schizophrenia. But then you got to read Job and you got to deal with clinical depression. Oh, well, we'll just act like Job is not there. That's fine. We'll deal with the Apostle Paul and the murders that he oversaw, and then we can talk about post-traumatic stress disorder. Well, we don't really want to talk about that. Okay, fine. If you don't want to talk about that, let's talk about Jesus, shall we? In the Garden of Gethsemane, where he experiences a classic instance of anxiety. Or better yet, when he comes to the tomb of Lazarus, weeping there in depression, but then resuscitates Lazarus and they celebrate. Now he's bipolar. Let's not even talk about the Psalms 
where you find every manner of what we would define as mental illness expressed by the psalmist himself. So even if you want to avoid the subject here in Daniel chapter 4, which you absolutely positively cannot and must not, you have to face it somewhere. And you have to ask the question, what are we as Christians supposed to do? We've got a couple of possibilities. Possibility number one is we can simply say that that is not a place where we belong. We don't understand it, but there are other professionals who do. So let's just leave it alone. Well, that's an untenable position because it's right here in the Bible. So we can't leave it alone. Well, what's our other option? Well, the other option, there'd be a ditch on the other side of the road where we acted like we understood things completely just because of what we have here in the text as it relates to what's going on in people's minds. Bible's not designed as a mental health textbook, so to speak. So what do we do? Well, we take this little excursus and we talk about the main issues involved here. Let me tell you what I'm not here to do this morning. I am not here to give you an exhaustive understanding of the way the Bible deals with the issue of mental illness. I am not here to give you an exhausting understanding of psychology and psychiatry. That's not my goal here. My goal here, however, is to give you a basic lay of the land so that we can at least talk about this in a way that honors our Lord Jesus Christ, recognizes what it means to be born again, to be saved, and that recognizes what it means to be a bipartite human being, having physical and spiritual abiding simultaneously together. Now, let me just say, full disclosure, it's a blessing at a church this size. I was able this week to pick up the phone and have conversations with one, a family practice specialist, two, a psychiatrist, and three, an emergency room physician, all of whom are members right here in this church. Imagine that. And so I did that. Why? Because this is not my area of expertise. And yet, because this text is in the Bible, and because I shepherd real people with real problems, it is incumbent upon me to know something about this. It is not an option for a pastor to see no evil, hear no evil, speak no evil when it comes to this issue of mental illness. That is not allowed. That is dereliction of duty. We're responsible to walk with people who have real difficulties. So why is it so hard for us to talk about this issue? Several reasons. Number one, because of our psychologized culture. There are presuppositions with which we live that make it difficult for us to talk about this passage or to even think about this passage in the right way. For example, the number one most completed class in college is Psychology 101. 
More people complete that course than any other course on the college level. Everybody takes psychology. Very few people. I've talked to a couple of engineers who said that they didn't take psychology. But I mean, some people, just a few people will get away with not taking psychology. But more likely than not, if you took any class in college, you took psychology 101. And it's terrible because you think you now know psychology. It's like people who take one class in philosophy and think that they can philosophize about everything in the world. But we take one class in psychology, we think we know psychology. Secondly, the acceptance of psychiatry into the medical community has changed the way we think about this issue of mental illness and has gone a long way towards psychologizing our culture. Thirdly, overdiagnosis. All of us know someone who has been diagnosed with something. I can give you a brief list and it would hit most of us in the room when it comes to the people whom we know. We start with the one that is most popular today, which is bipolar disorder. Secondly, depression. Thirdly, anxiety disorder or social anxiety disorder known as SAD. Attention Deficit Hyperactivity Disorder, ADD or ADHD. Post-traumatic stress disorder. As long as we've been engaged in wars across the world, this one has become huge. It's on everybody's lips these days. And of course, the ubiquitous chemical imbalance. All of us know somebody with one of these diagnoses. Many of us are somebody with one of these diagnoses. Another reason that we're psychologized because of these drug commercials. Where does depression hurt? It hurts everywhere, okay? We see these commercials and they come at us. And folks, we believe that mental illness is actually the new norm. Movies and television programs Dramas, police dramas, where the psychologist is the one who knows everything about the person who's doing this crime. Why? Because if you're a psychologist, you are all-knowing. This person is probably this age, and he probably grew up like this, and he probably has to... All the while, you over here are looking at the other part of the movie that these cops are not seeing, and what are you being told? The person with the psychology degree is God. And destigmatization. Far from there being a stigma anymore with mental illness, and I'm not saying that it's good or bad or whatever for stigma, but there was stigma attached to mental illness. Now we're proud of our mental illnesses. We wear them like a badge. We won't tell people our phone number, but we'll tell them our diagnosis. We are living in a psychologized culture. Not only that, but there has been a marginalization of the church in this regard. How so? The overwhelming majority of pastors who have any theological training have basically been given this kind of training when it comes to mental illness and mental disorders. If somebody has a small problem, you can help them. If they have a big problem, call a professional. Because God cannot handle mental illness. 
pastors are taught that. Christians are taught that. And we believe that with every fiber of our being. And so we will run to a mental health professional, go get treatment, go get put on psychotropic drugs, and not even consult our pastor. Why? None of his business, not his area. We're going to talk about how dangerous that mentality is. Then, of course, there's the history of psychology itself. We could spend a lot of time talking about this journey, but let me just give you a picture because I want you to understand something. We believe that psychology and psychiatry are sciences like chemistry or physics. We believe if somebody says you have a chemical disorder or a chemical imbalance, that actually what has happened is they've given you a test And they have tested the level of chemicals in your body. And because of that scientific test, they now know that you're outside of range. We think about it. We think it's sort of like blood pressure. Your systolic ought to be between here and here. Your diastolic ought to be between here and here. And we, we can test you with a machine. You're not between here and here. Therefore, you have high blood pressure or you have a low blood pressure. We think about the term chemical imbalance in that exact same way because we assume that these people are doing science. And most Christians don't know that there is no such thing as chemical imbalance. There's no test for it. There never has been a test for it. Here's the other thing. Everybody's chemistry is different. It's not like blood blood pressure, where you can go, here's where these chemicals are supposed to be in your brain, and here's where they are. No, not like that. 